Hello and welcome to Pod on the Dog episode 11. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Instinct and I've got a discount code for you all. Now Natural Instinct, like myself, understand how vitally important your dog's diet is and how it's such a big contributor to the overall health and well-being of your dog. They offer a no-stress, no-mess, convenient way of feeding your dog a complete raw diet, which for a busy mama like me is exactly what I need. So you just need to enter discount code Verity15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. That's all in capitals, Verity15. I'm your host, Verity Hardcastle, and you can find me at Verity Hardcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in Dogdom. So on to my guest. This gorgeous lady is just enjoying her morning coffee as I'm simultaneously trying to prepare dinner (laughs) because she's joining me all the way from L.A., For a girl from hilly, rainy North Yorkshire in the UK, LA does feel like a million miles away and pretty glamorous. This chick is the star of Screen and Salon. She's a judge on the HBO show Hot Dog and has brought us the boofs and the slow wind in the hair shots. She's hilarious, beautiful and absolutely rocks the caftan. It's Jess Renner! Oh my God, what an intro. I know everyone loves That is so good. You're great. (laughs) All accurate. I I receive it all with gratitude. Thank you so much. Okay, you deserve it. (laughs) So a little backstory on you, Jess. So where did you grow up and did you grow up around dogs? Um, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, which is a small part of Los Angeles. And um, do you guys know what Valley Girls are? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I mean, I'm a in girl. England, you know, the, well, I'm 36. Like I grew up on American TV. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There's a song, there's a culture in the eighties. It's like, Oh my God, like totally a Valley girl. So that's where I grew up. Um, mm-hmm. no, I didn't grow up around dogs. I had cats actually. And, um, I just kind of fell into dog grooming in the weirdest way. I mean, I'll just dive right in. Do you guys have PetSmart? You don't have PetSmart out there, do you? No, no, we don't, know. So PetSmart is this big corporate dog store that they're everywhere. And mm-hmm. um, and I, my mom would get our cat food there. And I was with her when she was getting cat food. I was 18. And <laughs> your face. Um, so I was with her and she saw a health wanted sign. And she's like, oh, Jesse, you need a job. So she talked to the manager in a very pushy New York, my mom's from Brooklyn, New York kind of way. And she's just like, um, you want to buy a car, you need a job, you should work here, it's animals, it's fun. And so they have all these different jobs you could do. You can work as a cashier, you can work in the aquatic section with, you know, fish, you could work with the birds, you could do all kinds of things. And then I see dog bather and I was like, oh, dog bather, that's fun. I'm going to be a dog bather. So I started bathing dogs. I had no idea what I was doing. My manager said, can you put the lead on the lab and go bring them out? And I was like, hold on, let's back it up. What's a lead and what's a lab? (laughs) Just like, let's slow it down. Let's back it up. That's how much I knew about dogs. Mm -hmm. And she's like, this is the lead. You put it over the dog. I mean, I had no idea at all. I started from negative zero. (laughs) Sending you home with an A to Z of dog breeds. (laughs) Yeah, well, that would have been really helpful. But, you know, I was a kid, you know, I just did it to make money. I needed a car. Mm -hmm. And over the years, like I was a bather for two years. And then I slowly started learning how to trim pads and nails and 
what's a schnauzer trim and you know like little things and I was very lucky to have the sweetest manager who would kind of guide me and help me and I fumbled through it and I was terrible for a very long time (laughs) I love that Weren't yeah. we all there? I mean, goodness me. Yes. When I look back at some of the photos that I so proudly displayed, yes. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. How long have you been grooming for? So I've been grooming 11 years now. Holy cannoli. Yeah, what about yeah. you? Over 20. Oof. Can you believe it? I look old enough. I'm so young. I mean, no one really. I'm 42. No one knows. Are you? I'm 42. Yeah. You've got a good skincare. I just, yeah, right. And I just like groom inside all day and never go in the sun. So there you go. I mean, that is the key. I've been told by my, by my face lady. <laughs> yeah. It's a face lady. SPF 50 every day. Essential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got such a fantastic and obviously really distinctive brand going on. And you really keep to that. And I mean, who wouldn't want to live in that 70s vibe bubble? But how do I find my signature style and what stands out as beautifully as yours does? You never will give up. Just give up. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, um, it should feel really easy. And, you know, groomers are artists. Mm. So so don't look at other people's branding. Feel like what feels like really fun and joyful for you. Mm. And... Um, you know, my branding was so organic. It just happened. I was working in my garage and the garage happened to have this wood paneling on the walls. That's how it became a thing. It yeah. just was like that. I, I rent a house and the house is from the set. The, basically, the garage looks like it's from the 70s because yeah. it's an older house. Mm-hmm. And you just I ran- just, I didn't change anything because I yeah. didn't know what to do or have the money to change it. And I was like, I kind of like it. And I've always really been into vintage and seventies. I used to dress totally vintage when I was a kid growing up. I would wear corduroys and ringer t-shirts. Yeah. I've always liked vintage, but I never was like, I never leaned into it, but I realized how fun it was because I would just go to, you know, randomly go to thrift stores or something. And I saw one time I was visiting my husband's parents and we went to a thrift store and we just popped in. It wasn't anything planned. And there was this smiling vintage dog portrait of a German shepherd smiling from the sixties, like a portrait. And I was like, Oh my, this is amazing. I want this for my grooming room. And I just hung it on the wall. And then people would start giving me like little dog pictures. And I was like, this is great. It was never, ever anything that I planned, but then like I was in my garage for six years, mm. but then, you know, and the brand sort of became more of a thing, you know, and I started to be a little bit more mindful about what I was putting up on my walls. And then I moved into a brick and mortar and then everything exploded. Like I became a lunatic. I was, I was like, I just really leaned into it. And I thought, what would mm. be amazing? You know, I love the glam. I love kitschy, cheesy, Brady Bunch, but also like funny, whimsical. I mean, if you I haven't guess seen it's, your window displays, they're absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you. I cannot take credit for those. I wanted just dogs blowing in the wind in my window display. And I and I worked with this amazing team. They're called Art Mafia. And yeah, I saw, I, I looked through all your stories because you've got on your highlights, you've kept them all. So I went back and went through all your Did you really? 
Yeah, I did some research. <laughs> okay, okay. That's research. And I saw them putting it all together and making that poodle in the bath with the long mm-hmm. nails. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. genius. They, they, guys, they earned their money. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're so good. I, I just said, I want dogs blowing in the wind in the, in the window. And they were just like, they had to like, they first tried to spray the hair back, but then mm. it just looked weird. And then they're like, let's just put curlers in the hair with a big dryer. And I was like, yes. So I can't really take credit for those window displays, but they are amazing. I want to change them out and do like every quarter, every season, do a different display. Eventually mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I, I just, it's very expensive. I can imagine. Yeah. But you've got, a, you've got a beautiful store. Obviously your store is really super successful in LA. So tell me, what does a typical day look like for you? As far as grooming dogs? Yeah. Like your normal, it's a working day. I presume you have to dip it. You do obviously a lot on socials and things like that. So are you having to break off from grooming dogs to do socials and things like that? Do a video? Yeah. So since dogs are so unpredictable, I have my phone on my table a lot of the times or just right next to me because sometimes dogs will be lunatics and hilarious in the grooming room and I'll just grab the phone and make and do stories. Mm. I try to do them a lot. I haven't been grooming full time lately because I really want to become more of an owner than an operator of my business. And I think that should be every groomers, like every business owner's goal should be to eventually become the owner so that they can oversee everything. And grooming is very physically difficult. So after 20 years, I'd like to not have to groom dogs all day. Are you getting a bit creepy? And I'm what? Are you getting a bit creaky? Creaking gate. Creaky. You, know, uh, like, <laughs> you, you need some oiling up like, in the I morning. mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I oil my joints every yeah. day, like a tin man. Yeah. Um, but I have an incredible team that I've, that I've hired and, and I'm cultivating and I'm just sort of overseeing. So a typical day for me is to, I'm here at my office. I, I have an office just up the street from the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute little apartment and I'm here and then I'm going to walk over to the shop and have a meeting with Bailey who runs everything. And then I kind of just oversee all the haircuts. So I'll just, you know, tinker, I'll give a quick little lesson or I'll just sort of guide a groomer and float mm-hmm. around, shoot some Instagram stories, have a couple meetings, you know, it's like sort of like every day is different. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think that that's, definitely something that I would want to strive towards. And I think, you know, because I've said this before, it's a difficult job to take into your, you know, as you're older and everything, because it's so physically demanding. Even now I've stopped doing any big dogs. I just, it's just so much bathing, drying and trimming, you know, even standard poodles. It's just such a lot of work. So, um, so yeah, you've got to look after our bodies. So Yes. And I'm 42 and I'm just now stopping grooming. Mm. But if, you know, there's so many young baby groomers out there, if anyone's listening and you just, just make sure that you have some sort of exit strategy for when Mm. you're older and consider hiring people based on their energy versus based on their skill, really talk to them and listen to them. And that way you can outsource and you can have free time to do other things. Yeah. And spend that quality time with them, bring them on so that they can have that energy and be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I hire based on energy for sure. 
that's really good advice. So, okay, social media help. It can be really such a long old slog, (laughs) gaining friends and follows on a business platform, right? Do you have any Mm -hmm. tips for a growing business? Because it's so important nowadays as well, isn't it? And uh, and also turning that page full of cute dogs into like business opportunities. Yeah, so um, you'll notice how you said gaining followers and business opportunities. So what you want to do is flip flip your perspective and think Mm -hmm. about how to be of service and how to give versus how to get and how to gain followers. So if you focus on being of service and giving to your audience in a genuine way, um, the followers you get will be of quality and you could have 500 followers and they are quality, wonderful people that love you. Um, And that, and, and just, yeah, and just focus on giving. I'm, I'm really starting to focus on, um, pet parents and how to educate pet parents. Cause I realize how little information there is out there, yeah. especially during COVID. So maybe just flip the perspective a little bit into how can I give versus how can I get, um, right now, Instagram is so unbelievably saturated. It's very, I mean, some people, you know, if you're, some people can shoot into stardom. Um, and so it's just really a crapshoot and, I just say to have a better life, focus on giving, you know, instead of getting, because it's so hard to get followers. I started in 2014, my Instagram, 2015. I started in in, in a moment where it was very easy to get followers. And I started making these videos so early that no one had ever seen anything like that. Now I'll post the same videos and it's like, you know, (laughs) cricket sometimes. Yeah. Because there's so much funny shit, you know? Can I say uh, shit on your podcast? Of course you can. You can say what you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. But um, yeah, so I think that is my biggest advice. And yes, yes obviously people want to build their business. I get it. So just continue to come from a place of giving. Mm-hmm. And um, you might not have 10,000 followers, but you can also look at um, Instagram accounts that are doing well. And, and just sort of get inspiration from them. Mm. But I suppose as well, it's like you're saying, it's just trying to find your angle. So trying to think outside the box, isn't it? What, you know, what your angle could be. But I think that the mantra that you gave there, that giving is so important because they say giving is receiving. So, you know, if you just give all that out there, then, you know, the universal repay you, I'm sure. Yeah. And also it does, doesn't it feel good to give hundred percent? Yeah. So just try to feel good, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Try to enjoy it. Mm. It's so, it's a hard thing. So talking about education, you're really great at engaging the public and educating, sharing these invaluable little nuggets of information for pet professionals, but not just that, but owners as well, dog owners at home. So tell me what's next on your educational quest. <laughs> I hear you've got <laughs> some really exciting things coming out, some courses maybe. Yeah, yeah. I love that word quest. It is a quest. I'm on a mission. Um, I'm in battle. Um, I just, yeah. COVID taught me how little people know about grooming their dogs and how to take care of their dogs. And common sense things to us is like, they just have no clue. So I de- I'm in the process of developing a very detailed pet parent course that's online. Anybody in the world can purchase this course. And it's a ton of different videos of ear care, dental care, 
nail care, how to brush your dog, how to bathe your dog. And there's going to be four different courses. And I'm going over the four main coat types, curly coats, drop coats, short coats, and double coats. So people can pick which one they want, but everybody is going to get the same ear and dental nail care. Like they're going to get, I go through products. Um, I go through some style, like how to do a splash of color on your dog's tail. If you want to do something like that. So it's really like a fun course for anybody. And if groomers find that their clients are having difficulty maintaining their dogs between Mm -hmm. groomings, because this isn't to supplement grooming. I'm not teaching people how to fully groom their dogs. I'm teaching people how to keep their dog healthy, how to check for anything going on in the teeth, all that stuff. And so I'm going to, I'm creating an affiliate program for groomers. If they want to sell this course to their clients, they'll get a kickback. And that's a great way to make passive income, which is, you know, we call it mailbox money here in LA and it's just income that you can generate without working. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. I think that's such a good idea. Times we get asked even just how to brush dogs Mm -hmm. from owners and and if they can maintain their dogs more at home, then it's going to make our job easier as well. And obviously the dog's going to be healthier and happier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How often do you see just a hacked bang? Just the bangs, just like right up there. And it's like, no, if you just see that the coat grows from underneath, you can just get right here. I I have a new little freebie tutorial coming out just about bang trims. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, like there's just so many hack jobs, especially during COVID. People had panic attacks. They were trying to get in and I was just like, I'm only me. I cannot, I cannot groom all these dogs by myself. I had no employees. It was just madness. And I really learned a lot about how little information is out there. Also, YouTube, there's just garbage out there, just shitty grooming. Oh, it's there's terrible. And they have millions you have of have to views. dig deep to find some really good tutorials on yeah. there. There's so many, poorly shot, unclear yes. misinformation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to change for, that. For pattern, I also have. Like you say, how do they oh, know yeah. the difference? They don't, they really have no clue. So I, I just, you know, I'm, I, I want to rely on my reputation as a, as an actual expert groomer, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so many little chop shop people that are putting out s- terrible YouTube videos. Um, yeah. And I'm watching that and I'm like, well, I'm not doing it. So I better get to work and start doing it. So I started doing that. I also have a couple courses for groomers. I have one that's already out for just about cute faces that I'm going to be continuously adding to. Um, Yeah. So if anybody struggles with faces, I have a blueprint to make any face adorable. And then I'm going to do the same blueprint for the bodies. And that's coming out in the fall. I like to change up my styles as well, even on my customers' dogs. I've got, you know, I've got a set clientele and mm-hmm. they really trust me and let me pretty much have free reign sometimes on their dogs. So just for inspiration. Mm-hmm. That is a dream. Inspiration. Yeah. Do you ever watch Shoe and Tree on YouTube? No. It's S-H-U and Tree. Oh my God. You got to go watch it. I oh. love her. I, she's in Korea. Uh-huh. She makes the cutest videos. I love her so much. I'm going to go visit her, I think. She's oh. like my one of my favorite groomers. I'm write her this face, down. Her faces are so cute, and I just watch her work, and she's so gentle and kind. I, really I love her energy, and she's just so cute with the dogs. I just love her videos. Oh wow! Yeah, you gotta I mean, watch. Yeah, she's an inspiration to me for sure. I'm really wanting to try grow out one of my customers' dogs so I can do the big bum. You know, like the big oh, we have the diaper butt. 
Yeah. yeah. I've never done that. No, I haven't. I don't, I don't love it, but you know, play. It's play. hilarious. Yeah. Well, when I went to Tokyo, that's also saved in my highlights. I don't know if you watched I, that, but I've been to Tokyo. Oh, they everybody like so many dogs had diaper butts, but they would put little dresses on and the dress would fly over the diaper butt. So it looked really poopy. <laughs> I mean, I'm going back to Tokyo this year or next year. Oh my gosh. For the dog show. Oh, you, you have to go. see the details. I want to go. It's um, at the very end of March in 2022. It's called Interpet. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... How did you get on with March. the language barriers? Was it, was it okay? I, do you know Kenichi Nagase? He was... Um, he's like a well-known Japanese groomer. He has a sweet girl named Tomomi who works with him at Bubbles. And I went to go visit at Bubbles. She speaks perfect English. And I was like, you're taking me everywhere. So she took me to dinner. She took me around the show. I just sort of got by. You know, there's a, you know, Google Translate and you could just sort of get by. Yeah. But I'm gonna yeah, make I recommend my it. Too. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah, stalk if her. If you go, let me know. There's a couple <laughs> Americans going. Um, I think some of my employees are going to go to Tokyo. I want to go. That sounds yeah. Cool. yeah, I think. Well, let's make it a thing. Let's really also, show. Also, yeah. I can get away from my husband and the kids. Yes, you can. How many kids do you have? You have two. They're really hard work. Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? But I've just got a new puppy, so it's okay. Why'd you do that? (laughs) I know. So I'm just going to leave them all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Okay. I'm looking forward to this holiday. So emergency grooming box, Jess, what's in yours? Oh, my emergency grooming box? Yeah. What can you not live without? Okay. Are we talking like full haircuts for a full day of grooming or like just just had to, there's a fire. Okay. Oh, okay. There's a fire. Fire. You're grabbing your favorite things. Your essential, bare essential items. Okay. 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 So I would grab a cordless clipper, a little one, Mm -hmm. uh, some clip on combs that Mm -hmm. go on top. I would grab my dream shears. They're from Japan that I bought at the show. Ooh. I would. I have a pair of 50 tooth, very fine thinning shears and some yes. beautiful other like thinning shears that are so great. My Harsley shears. If you don't have a pair of Harsley shears, I've you have to get them. Of them oh my God. I have a code. I have a code. Use okay. code Jess Rona. It will change your life. You have to get the, the, the um, thinning shears and mm-hmm. the curved shears. The straight shears, not so much, but the thinning shears and the curved shears are life-changing. Are they like an extreme curve or more of a gentle curve? They're they're in between. Mm -hmm. That's good. There's nothing out there like them. And I found them through Shoe and Tree. She was demonstrating them and I was like blown away. And then I started working with them and I have sold so many and everybody is flipping out about them. Oh my God. Because I've I've sold so many because I demo them and I have a code, Jess Rona. Um, But uh, yeah, so I grabbed my cord, like the the four pair of shears, Mm -hmm. the cordless clippers and the clip-on attachments. Mm. And my Utsumi half moon comb. I'm going to ask you about comb. Yeah. And my tiny K-Pro brush, which I got in Japan also. I only sell oh, it on my website. It's not saving, aren't I? Well, the K-Pro brush, I'll, if you come to Tokyo, yeah, you have to stay for Tokyo so that you can. Because here's what happened. I went to this inner pet show, mm. but next door, it's like this huge convention center called Tokyo Big Site. 
and they have like seven convention like rooms in this huge massive place so i mean there's escalators and you walk a mile just to get to one place it's like that kind of place and next door to the grooming convention was a dog show an actual dog show check out my highlights it's magical but at the dog show they were also selling dog grooming supplies And I found this tiny brush like this big, so tiny. It has a hollow handle. It's so little and so gentle, but it works so well on palms and faces. faces. I use it on all over on all my dogs. It's crazy. I don't know why it's so great. It's just so great. Um, We sell out every time I post about it on my Instagram, we sell out within a day. Wow. And they're amazing. I'm actually talking to the company about creating my own version of this brush. So we're going to develop it. Yes, that's Because exciting. it's so cute. That's so yeah, exciting. Yeah, I want to do so much of that stuff. You know, I want to develop a product line. I want to develop at-home grooming kits and so many things. That's really... I feel like that was the longest answer to the littlest question. No, I but love that. that. Did that's I answer the, it? That's all the... That's yeah, all that's the all stuff shit. that I absolutely love, you know? Yeah, I love yeah. knowing what people are using. And, well, I, I don't know if you know, I love scissoring. That's, like, my my thing is I love scissoring dogs. So, you know... Oh, I cannot wait for you to get those Harsleys. Yeah. The Harsleys have changed my whole life. I use them on everything. Mm. You're going to love them. Okay, I am. I know it. <laughs> yeah. So how do you stay positive and driven day to day when, let's face it, the world does feel a little bit broken right now, but you always seem so, you know, jolly, upbeat, happy and positive. Yeah. So generally I am, but I'm not every day. And so no one should be every day because we're humans. Mm. Um, And the key is to come out of those bad low moments. The key is to accept and allow the bad low moments so that you can have balance. If I was always happy, oh my God, I'd be like maybe just on drugs or something. Um, (laughs) But I have really hard days, really. I mean, I just sometimes feel like I'm climbing this huge mountain every day and it's steep and rocky and I don't know where to grab and I'm just sort of figuring it out. And so I do feel like that. And the key is to, you know, be able to survive and thrive in those moments Um, But as far as just a general practice, there's this book called The Magic, and Um, it's by Rhonda Byrne. I practice it. I practice it. Yes, do you? I try to do it every year just to reset. It's wonderful. It's basically a gratitude practice. That's all it is. And what you focus on expands. And so when you focus on one thing, you create more of that. Mm -hmm. And so when you focus on your gratitude, you see all the beauty and wonderful things in your life and that grows. So that's why I feel like having a gratitude practice, practice just basically write 10 things you're grateful for and why and read through it. And through each one, say, thank you, thank you, thank you afterwards. And when you say thank you to source, the God, universe, higher power, whatever, whatever you believe in. If you say thank you to something bigger than you, it just sort of settles it into your body. And sometimes I'll do it before work and I'll think about why I'm grateful for my employees or the business. And I just, when I go into work, I'm just so I'm in a happier mood because I'm like, thank you for being here. And think like, I'll think of Bailey and I'll say, thank you to, I'm so grateful to Bailey for supporting me. You know, she's, she's there. She's opening my shop while I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me Bailey. And then when I see her, I'm so happy to see her. 
So um, no, I'm not happy all the time. Oh my God. I have, I also meditate every day Mm. and I just continuously work on balancing and coming out of the anxious, difficult moments. Yeah. I mean, you're so busy as well. It's, you know, I sometimes feel that my thing is that I feel a bit overwhelmed by, you know, all the sort of cogs that go on in my life just to keep, you know, the children and my house running and just like everybody, everybody's got stuff going on. And I think that, you know, it can all just be quite overwhelming. So meditation's just so important just to take those moments of calm, isn't it? And, you know, just hit reboot. Yes. And overwhelm really comes from not knowing what to focus on next. And, and just thinking of the big picture of, oh, I have to do all this, all this, all this. And when I feel overwhelmed, I try to take small chunks. I take it down into chunks. Like I say, let me get through this hour. Let me get through this day. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I got to do all this, like that will overwhelm me. So I just focus on smaller tasks so that because I get overwhelmed very easily. And a coach told me to do that. And ever since then, I'm like, thank you, I'm doing that. So, yeah, um, yeah for sure. I try, I do a list. So I, in the morning, I just think, right, what do I need to do today? And what can wait? And then mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm so bogged down. <laughs> Man, having two kids and a puppy. I mean, just that. Yeah, I know. A lot. It's actually really, I've got four dogs. She's actually really easy because she just sort of muddles in with the other dogs. Yeah, that's good. But it's not too bad. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think as well, you're talking about gratitude. I think it's really important for everybody to try and have gratitude in their life because I just, I don't have time to write a gratitude list in the morning. So what I do when I'm laid in bed, is how I go to sleep. I'll lay there and then I'll go through everything I'm grateful for on that day in general. And that really just helps me to wind down. And it's normally next thing I know I'm asleep. Yes, I got to do that. She talks about that in the book. Like, think about everything good that happened that day. Isn't that, doesn't yeah. she talk about that yeah, in the book? Yeah, she does, yeah. That's a really good practice. I'm going to, that's a good reminder for me to do that too. Because it's always, when, the I, morning, when I go to bed, yeah. yeah. And I don't have necessarily have time to get a pen and paper out and put my bedside right. light on. So mm-hmm. you know, I think thinking about it and, you know, mulling it over is is just as, just as yeah, good. Yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah. So my last question to you, what are your standout proudest moments, moments, moments where you stop yourself and you think, oh, hey, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, two big things that happened um, was obviously my TV show, Hot yes. Dog on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Can you guys watch it over there yet? Ooh, no. Oh, you can't watch it? Well, I mean, I think I just, we need I'm sorry. A, um, what are they called? A VPN? Like a VPN. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't catch okay. at some USA point. either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just creating my TV show was incredible. And I was like, holy shit, I did this. And then uh, the faces course that I created, because mm. every course I create takes so much work. It I takes months, imagine. months of work. And, and it, you have lifetime access to all the videos. So I have it set up so that anybody can watch and rewatch any course I do. And so just setting up this massive digital product 
you know, we're service-based businesses. If I don't work, I don't make money. So I'm wanting to really move into a product. And so digital products, I'm like, wow, I created this digital product. learn digital, how to do everything digitally as well. Yes. Yes, totally. And so creating the faces course and, and I mean, I'm not done with this pet parent course, but man, it is so much more work than I thought it would be. Um, but those are the two things that I was like, Hey, that's really amazing that I did that. I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Now I'm going to go into our breeds focus. And in this episode, we're talking all things Pomeranian. So they're obviously distinguished by their sweet little boxy faces and that full (laughs) and the appearance of a round ball of fluff. Now the Pomeranian is a Spitz type of dog hailing from Pomerania. Now it's an area of North Germany and Poland. Originally, they were larger in size than what we see today. Uh, It's really amazing that such a little tiny thing could descend from these large working Arctic breeds that are such powerful dogs. Although the breed was seen throughout Europe, the Pom was popularized after Queen Charlotte married King George III in 1761. Her dogs came from Pomerania and she called them her little Pomeranians. It was in 1891 that our Queen Victoria, who at the time had 35 Pomeranians in the Royal Kennels, brought mass popularity to the breed. She showed six of these dogs at the opening of Crufts. It seems that the love of dogs really does run in the family, like I suspect it does, because my family are big dog lovers. And we know, obviously, our Queen adores her dogs as well. Now, Jess, have you ever met a Pom that doesn't have that cute little peachy butt? And uh, do they all have attitude for days? Yes, I feel like they do, but they are also so sweet. I love Pomeranians. They are just a delightful breed. I love grooming them. I love them so much. They make me smile. I think it's the little legs like underneath that body when they, (laughs) it's just adorable. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you, what have you come across like health wise, temperament wise? Do you think there's any downfalls to owning a breed like this? Um, I know that they all have knee problems. Like I would say 80% of my palms have knee issues. Mm-hmm. So, and they also really struggle with their hair growth. I don't know if it's, if it's like that over there, but our palms over here, they're, they, alopecia runs in their lines and they all have mm-hmm. knee problems, but those are the only downsides to having a palm in my opinion. Yeah. We see a lot um, of alopecia and things, um, over here as well, especially obviously, you know, when Boo got his fame and he was the clipped Pomeranian, obviously mm-hmm. a lot of clipping the Poms. And then obviously this does not agree with a Poms coat whatsoever, does it? No. And so I've learned that there's different cycles to their hair growth. And we don't ever know where they're at in their cycle. Mm. Much like their growth cat, cycle. Have these cycles in their hair growth. Really? Well. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. And so if you cut it during a part of their cycle of regrowth, you will stunt the growth. Mm. And so many times they'll come back. And even if I trim a tail a little bit, I'll see the line where I trimmed and half the coat has grown back and maybe half hasn't. So I can still see the line. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as what I do is I, I don't mind trimming a Pomeranian's coat. As long as the client knows full well, it might not grow back. Yeah. But if you know, if I tell you it's not going to, it might not grow back and you're still okay with that. Party on. Let's yeah. let's do yeah, it. I, um, I'm not hurting the dog. Sign like a disclaimer just to so they understand yeah. the implications of clipping a dog like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we'll yeah, see as long as they understand. Sure. Yeah. But temperament-wise, I think they're great little family pets. Mm-hmm. Now, in America, do you have the same thing as what we have here, is that we have Pomeranians that look like your typical show pom, and then we have, you know, someone will bring a Pomeranian in, and it looks half the time like just like a spitz. Yeah, yeah, like a little wispy fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's rare to get those boo types where they have those thick legs. So yeah. cute. Yeah, I absolutely love a pom. Now, famous Pomeranian owners throughout history include Queen Charlotte and obviously Queen Victoria's mentioned Mozart, Sir Isaac Newton and Harry Houdini. Now, at the <laughs> end of episode 11, I'm going to finish things off by asking Jess my quick fire questions. So I just want quick answers and no bull. Are you poised, Jess? Yes. <laughs> okay. Am I poised? Okay, yes. So, your dog food of choice? Just food for dogs. Your favorite place to walk? Ferndale hiking spot in Los Angeles. Number of dogs under your roof? Two, not including my husband. (laughs) If you were a dog, what breed would you be? Um, An old shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) An old German shepherd. Yeah, like an old an old shepherd mix, a just sweet want, old one. You just, just want wants big, to snuggle. Yeah, I was going to say you just want a big cuddle on the sofa. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Favorite holiday destination? Maui. Oh, nice. And your worst nightmare dog breed to own? A Wheaton Terrier. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Jess Rona. We'd be so delighted if you gave us a follow on Instagram. Jess is at Jess Rona Grooming and check out Jess's webpage, JessRonaGrooming.com for all her latest courses for owners and professionals alike. Thank you for everybody for listening and don't forget to rate Five Stars Would Make My Day and subscribe to Pod on the Dog. Now a really big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this podcast. My dogs are powered by Natural Instinct and they're thriving. They even do a puppy food, which for my newest edition, Gigi, she's mad for. To receive 50% off, head over to their website and apply the code VERITY15. Much love!